Hello, Internet. Welcome to episode 106 of the Making Geeks podcast. We are the podcast for makers, dads, and geeks. Tonight, we have a great show here for you, especially with our co-hosts here, starting with Mr. Josh Price. Hello, everybody. And from probably very little sleep, Mr. Mark O'Keefe. What's going on? <laughs> and Mr. Wes Wayne. Hey, what's up, guys? And I am Sean Jolliker. What's up? You are. You guys, you are uh, Sean Jolliker. You guys all well-rested, except for probably Mark. You know, we've had a week off. Yeah, what have you been <laughs> doing? Lazy. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I got me a new bebe. Yay. Yay. Good job. Congrats, I'm so sir. Created again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to like re up your dad cred to stay on the show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm messed up, with, well, I'm jo- messed up with that big. You know, Sean, it's been three years and you haven't had another kid. <laughs> There's a renewal fee, man. <laughs> Josh is still in the lead, though, with, you know, three. Yeah, and uh, that that valve got turned off, so there's no re up in that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm out of that race too. <laughs> I'll stay in second place. That's that's the funny thing is we're still because I always said two and done, but I was like, all right, now I got two girls. Do I roll that dice to try and get a son, or Did end up a with girl? a third girl? <laughs> I bet you. Well, that's why there's more women on the planet than there are men. For that very reason, because someone <laughs> tries and they fail. <laughs> yeah, because most cultures are heavily patriarchal, and they try and they try until they have a boy. Yeah, I, I had a boy to begin with, and I was like, "Yay, we won! <laughs> we can stop now." I think I would bet it all on the roulette wheel before I gamble that way. Yeah, we got a good yeah. even mix, I suppose. We have too many of each, so we don't need to try anymore. <laughs> Did you say too many of each? Yeah. <laughs> One one was too many. She's enough. <laughs> yeah, the girls are. Uh, oh my god! Like this this whole week has made me realize. Like I know I know you guys are gonna laugh at me, but um, how, how much I have to get my language on lockdown. I can imagine. Oh, it got like with the snap of the fingers. It got horrible this week. Thanos snap. Yep. Does she have a favorite curse word yet? No, she's just going through the gambit. And it's weird, too, because sometimes, like, she'll look at me and and say one, and I'm like, no, you don't ever say that to mommy and daddy. And then, like, today we were driving and and people doing stupid stuff, and I was like, these stupid, like, I I forget that she's in the back of the car. I'm like, these stupid effing people. And then she's like, Daddy, you don't say stupid effing people. <laughs> I was like, yes, you're right. Good girl. I don't say that. <laughs> How old is she now? Uh, she will be three on the 23rd. So hmm. my, my wife says all her parenting groups call it the, the, uh, the three-nager and then the, F, the FU4s. Threes seem to be the ones that stood out as... The worst. The most difficult for us. Same here. The terrible twos really weren't a thing. No. Yeah. Like three. Two, two, she was fine for the most like, of it. Four got she better. Got like five a... was cool. Did, yeah. did did yours cry a lot for everything? Yeah, yes. every damn yes. thing. It's, yes. It hasn't stopped yet. No. I don't. I got to change your diaper. Ah! She'll be playing with her toys, and like she, she has these... Uh, Rapunzel toys from the Disney shows and then she has these horses so she puts them on the back of the horses and goes around the living room and if one of them falls off she starts crying and I'm like what put him back on the back of the horse why are you crying what? I don't stop chill when she does that you need to take a picture of her and then write a little caption on it so that you can remember and look back and just laugh <laughs> all of the stupid stuff that they scream and cry at for no reason my my daughter's about out of it, which is nice. It lasted a little bit longer than I thought it would. It's Isaac funny. just turned four, and I, I somehow expect that, like, nope, you're done with that. You're out of that zone. Mm-hmm. But no. And then Elizabeth is just, man, she's a Tasmanian devil. She cares not. 
Like she has no indiscretion about anything. She will destroy and scream and break and yell and stomp. And she pooped in the pool today and just like laughed. Wow. A girl watch does world, not care the world about burn. anything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she will rule over all of us one day with an iron fist. <laughs> and as her father, I will not be safe. <laughs> it's it's going to be a North Korea situation. Oh, I don't. I don't think you should show Game of Thrones over. <laughs> well, you know, no one. Only, only, only one person killed their father, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, but you have some very, very tough women in that show. Oh yeah, but they all love their daddies. Sure. <laughs> <They're> so, <fun>. <laughs> <laughs> so what you guys have been up to this week? Besides Mark, we already know what what he's yeah. been up to. Yeah, you know. When, when you have a new kid, there's nothing else going on but that. Yeah. Which is a lot. It's still a big deal, of I, course. I clean. I cleaned my my basement a little bit after the in, <laughs> the air conditioning install. But yeah, do you have air conditioning yet? Yes. Well, actually, that was the thing. Like, I I came home the day after she was born, trying to get the house ready, and the air conditioning wasn't working. And I was like, "This is a new system." Uh uh-uh. uh And um. Basically, I don't have an, now. Now the problem is that the system isn't dying. It's that I don't have big enough ducts for airflow, so the system froze up. Hmm. So, so the guy just cut a big hole in one of my returns at the end, and he's like, "There, that should do it." <laughs> yeah, give me all the ducks. So, I got to find some spots for some new ducks. But other than that, yeah, air conditioning is working. Basement's coming back together. X carve will be running. Again, is that a side effect? Are you adding all those returns everywhere? Well, no, no. Even even if I added them all, there's st- it's still not yeah. enough because my ducting. We had a we're supposed to technically have like a two and a half ton system. They put in a three ton system because it'll be okay. <laughs> it turns out that I need uh, e- even though what I have, it's still not enough airflow through the duct. So I got to get more mm. spots. And that's going to take some planning because I don't know where I'm going to put them, but or how I'm going to get them there. But for the most part, yeah, everything is okay. It's just a matter of getting it done. More air to draw into it, or more places for the air to go. Both. Oh, okay. Because when they when they designed my neighborhood, there was no such thing as central air, and moving heat isn't an issue. So the blowers are only four inch pipes. So they're they're tiny, and hmm. the returns I put in are six inch, but there's still there's not enough of them for the air to pull in. I guess so. I can add a couple more. I can figure that out, but it's not something I'm going to be tackling at the moment. My house is cold. That's really all I'm concerned with right now. Nice. Put it to sixty eight, and it felt like I had the flu because my feet and my hands were cold. I was like, oh, this yeah. is different. I wish we had that problem. It was 114 one day last week here. Well, see, that's that's different. Mm-hmm. I don't think any system can handle that kind of heat. I mean, it's somewhat comfortable in the house, but it just it seems like relentless here right now. I saw I saw somebody's like they had a Tesla, and one of the uh, the temperature readings on it was 122. Mm-hmm. That's that's too much. Hottest I've seen was 141. Saudi Arabia? Inside. Well, yeah, you were. It was in Iraq, but it was inside of my little shipping container thing, and the air conditioner died. And we had to wait like a day for them to bring like a whole new system. And then I had a little clock with a thermometer, and I took a picture. You just like, you slept outside underneath something. Mm-hmm. Like that was cooler than being inside there in my, in my bed. It's, yeah. Ugh. It was bad enough doing uh, doing the air conditioning in the attic when it was 95 here. I think in my attic it was probably 125. Oh, yeah. We've been yeah. doing work in Bob's attic, and it is sweltering hot, just stagnant mess. Yeah. It's terrible. You go through a T-shirt in like 10 minutes. It's like constant swamp ass. Yep. You smell like balls for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's only on Monday. I know. Let me see what I do. I turned 34 and I Yay. got a new car. You. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, Happy so I got birthday. a. Thank you. 
I got a Land Rover Discovery, which is not the Land Rover I talked about here. It's a different one, but super fun. It's kind of neat. And I add to the weird exotic SUV collection that apparently I like to make stuff employees are mandated to have. Um, what else do we do? Oh, like the first week in July is crazy. It's always been crazy for our family. Like there's 4th of July and barbecues and usually stuff going on. Deacon's birthday's on the 6th. Mine's on the 7th. So it's just, it's a nonstop week. So it's just, it was busy. It was fun. It was busy. Wes, what'd you been up to? I've been building a table, like a permanent location for my laser uh, cutter in my workshop. It was on a rickety, like, folding table um, that was not anywhere near as stable as it should have been for the weight <laughs> and of this machine. So it's just like shop furniture kind of deal. Uh, built that. Uh, did some lasering on some stamps for some people. Sent one of them to uh, Donovan, the beardless man, as a surprise, which he got, which was I think he likes, which is cool. Uh, I've been working on the Settlers of Catan uh, board game set that I'm working on with my buddy David from Ingram Designs on Instagram and Robert from RWR Solutions on Instagram. They're both local makers here in the Raleigh area. And we are making Catan set with like tons of different species of wood. And using the CNC to cut the little hexagon shapes out and using the laser to laser different kinds of patterns. Um, and I've got like a neat little thing I'm holding up for the audience there in the, our YouTube channel so they can see. So this is the hex for the clay or the brick resource. And uh, it's just a prototype kind of thing, but it's fun. Um, Looks pretty awesome. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Got some purple heart, yellow heart, uh, Paduke. Some walnut going on. Um, Paduke. Probably by the end of it, we'll probably have like eight or ten species of wood in the whole project. We're going to have like walnut base, uh, cherry, uh, uh, what else? White oak, maybe some what poplar. What was the green? That was uh, some transtent dye. Hmm. That's the only one that was artificially colored because there are green tiles. And I looked up a couple of the weird uh, exotic species that people get for green, but you have to like expose them to UV light and do all these kind of weird things to get them to uh, keep the green. And I'm just like, eh. Hey, just get some poplar. <laughs> yeah, but I also read that the green on that turns to brown over time. Well, so, purple heart and stuff is the same way. If you expose the UV yeah. light, it gets more purpley because it'll turn kind of brownish over time. Yeah. Um, so we'll, have, we'll see what happens. Um, but it's, it's fun. A lot of good feedback on the... Uh, my Instagram page where I'm posting the stuff. We'll probably do a video on it when we're getting closer to being done. But it's cool. And Samantha's at camp this week. I go get her tomorrow. Or in two days. She's been she'll have been gone for a week, like a sleepaway kind of sleepover camp. Um, where she's doing like archery and uh, sailing and a bunch of other kind of uh, Hunger Games preparation type of activities. <laughs> That's how we roll here in North Carolina. You guys didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, Does the camp it. have a very catchy 80s movie name? Camp, camp Onawana? Camp Don Lee. Not very exciting. Okay. I could do better. <laughs> yeah, pretty lame. That's, that's Bruce Lee's cousin. That's right. Don, Don, Lee. Don Lee. Don Lee. <laughs> he was a used car salesman, and then he had some land. <laughs> Just got back. Let's see. Got back from uh, a date night. With the wife, half a date night, we went to see Ant-Man Ant -Man and the Wasp, excuse me, which was pretty good. Uh, it's about on par with the first one. Not a super stellar movie, but it's pretty solid. Um, some good references. Uh, there's a little bit of tie-in to Avengers. Um, not much. It's pretty standalone. It's worth seeing, but maybe not in the theater. It's not that. I don't think you really get a theater caliber experience with the visuals. I mean, some of the stuff they do is similar to what they did in the first movie where they did the quantum realm stuff. It's similar to like Doctor Strange looking psychedelic stuff. But it's probably just as good as a rental. That's about it for me. Uh, last week I lost a $2,000 job. That was fun. That's yeah, the, uh, the holes. 
Yeah, I had a potential order for 72 19 by 24 inch uh, pegboards out of a uh, Baltic Birch. And they needed them within like uh, just a couple days. So I had to give them a quote based on the time that I'd be running their machine and the cost of the materials that I would be able to get. And the quote was a little bit over $2,000 because it was going to end up being um, about 70 hours of runtime to cut it. Because I, I think I finally got the cut time down to about 47 minutes per board. Um, but based on that, he, the my contact, uh, also friends I have at this company, talked to the owners and it got shut down. So I kind of lost that bid. And they mm-hmm. pulled in another bid for about half that price um, that they were going to do at a later time. So I lost about three days prepping for that, ordering the bits ahead of time that I was I would need, and running tests, mm-hmm. running it out there and doing the test. The board came out great. Uh, the CNC did a great job, and I mean, there's really no reason why it shouldn't. It just you know it's was it, 456 holes per board. They would have to plunge. Mm-hmm. And, and go. So. so this week I've been trying to catch up and I have one video that'll be out tomorrow. And I have another one will be out next week. That'll be kind of interesting. It's, it's next week is a lot more geared towards kids. Josh, your kids play with uh, Beyblades, don't they? Mm-hmm. The video next week is that's the focus of the video. Cool. They try can't, to can't, inform can't me every it? day. About all those stupid names and can't can't you hear the excitement in his voice? I don't. I actually play quite a bit with them. I'm, I'm become a little bit of a fan of it. I don't care about the show, but the little devices are pretty fun. I like yeah. the physics of it. Oh, you mentioned earlier about like the screaming for no reason. Uh-huh. Beyblades is a significant portion of that. <laughs> I understand the the well, reaction. It doesn't fit. <laughs> the one little tip thing on the bottom fell off and Isaac got mad and asked me to glue it. So I glued it and then he got pissed like 10 seconds later because he couldn't take it off and change it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, ugh, boy. <laughs> yeah. You, you told me to glue it. What do you want? Well, they, they do the thing now where like we have hardwood floors in the house and they'll stand up and they'll launch. The, it's a top that has the little like the little drawstring thing. Yeah, and then it spins off, and they spin around. Well, like the things drop like three and a half feet to the floor, and like boom, 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 and then they spin all around, and it makes this horrible noise. And I don't want them dent in my floor, so I'm constantly hollering at people to go use the stupid Beyblade Arena thing that they have. Mm-hmm. But then, like a shoebox is a Beyblade Arena, and just ugh, they're tops. <laughs> they just they like it. They're enjoying it. Hurry for them. I'm just tired of... Daddy, can you put this back on here for me? I'm like, ugh. <laughs> put it back on the launcher, and then zip, and it falls off. Daddy, can you put this back on here for me? I'm like, this is a game I don't want to play. <laughs> You're losing. Vicious cycle, yep. So what are we talking about this week? I think we're talking about date night. Different, I don't know, different connotations of that, different experiences. What? What do you think, Josh? I think it's really important to date your spouse, which sounds kind of weird as a married <laughs> couple. But you should you should date your spouse. You should enjoy going out and having special time away from all of your the other people in your life and just spend some quality time with you and your significant other. It is one of those newer terms that's more more specific to our generation. Like I, you know, my parents never would have used a term like that. You know, they're just, ta- you know, called it getting away from the kids hmm. or private time, Semant- I guess, or something. Semantics. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think the notion behind it and, and the emotion behind it is, is different too, just because I think that, you know, generations have changed and the idea of a relationship has changed. And that's where that idea of, you know, needing to date your spouse, I think has kind of come up a little bit more. Yes, Since sir. you've been married or before that? No, I think it's only been the last maybe 10, 12 years at the most. Hmm. That seemed like a long time until I just remembered I've been married almost 14 or 15 years. Yeah, you've been married longer than I have. Yeah, no, I mean, it's weird 
because we've had family members that have had troubled marriages. And so they look at Tiffany and I, and I remember one family member in particular, it's like, it's, she made the comment. She's like, it's really awesome that you guys like each other. And I, that caught me off guard. I never, I never understood that. Cause I've, I've heard similar things like that. And I'm like, you got married for what reason? Well, yeah, this, well there's yeah, a lot of different reasons for that though. Exactly. And this episode is not about like winning at being married over other people. But I think it's the highlight well, that we're, we're going on 16 years, so we're winning, right? I guess Compared you are. You guys. Oh, yeah. The loser um, would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have more trophies? <laughs> yeah. Participation. <laughs> but whatever circumstance you happen to find yourself in, <clears throat> in your marriage, whether you feel it's awesome or it needs improvement, I mean, dating your spouse is a good, healthy way to start that improvement that if you don't want to hang out with the person that you're married with, that's kind of sad, but you should probably find a way to get out and try to rekindle that. Cause I mean, your kids, I'm, I will easily, and my wife will roll her eyes at me, go, your kids are huge ball and chains. Like my wife has never been the ball and chain in my relationship. Like you would, that weird little idiom. Like my yeah. kids are the ball and chains. Like they keep you from doing those fun, neato things that you would do with your girlfriend. And now that your parents are like, oh, I can't go to that my favorite restaurant because they don't have freaking macaroni and cheese, and you can't color on the placemats. So I guess we can't go do that anymore. Or if you go to those places, they kind of ruin them. <laughs> they frown <laughs> upon that kind of behavior. Yeah, so wow. it's it's really important to get out and do something that's just specific to the two of you. Yeah, whenever I go to Chuck E. Cheese by myself, I always get weird looks. Ask for a table <laughs> for one. It's not. It's really not fair. Right next to that birthday. Yeah, start playing on the balls. <laughs> well, like for my birthday, Tiff went out of her way to make sure that it was just time for the two of us. Uh, so she had like we have a bunch of friends here in Kentucky, and so she kind of split up the babysitting tasks for a bunch of people. So like she and I went to breakfast together, just the two of us, and talked about you know future plans or things that we want to do. Or and then that evening she got me a cooking class that was just the two of us, and we had a bottle of wine as we were cooking this awesome three course meal, and it was, I mean we can cook dinner here together any night of the week. But we're surrounded by kids that are screaming about wanting gummies and where's my cup and Deacon sitting in my chair. And so it's even doing the same thing that you may do on a normal basis in a different setting is hugely beneficial. Yeah. So Wes, how was your date tonight other than going to watch a movie? Like, well, it was a little bit abbreviated. Our, uh, person we have a uh, our niece in town but she was at her grandmother's and she was supposed to drop her off earlier and blah blah blah, blah. she got to her house later than expected so we weren't able to go out to dinner before the movie uh so we just ate pizza at home with grant and then went to the movie came back here for the podcast um but that's not our only quote-unquote date night format sometimes we'll do other things uh, it's not terribly varied uh, but sometimes it'll be like a concert like we like doing live music sometimes or um, something like that we don't really ever go bowling or any other sorts of activities we try, try to think of other things to do but it usually comes back to the core couple things um, and that's it I mean they have a lot of opportunities around here. Sometimes we'll do like a hockey game or something like that, but it's, I don't know, we kind of get set in our ways and don't really want to chance something being not very good on the, or one opportunity to have a night out, you know, ever mm -hmm. so often. So we would go with something that we know is going to be a success or higher chance of success. Your safe dates? Yeah, that's right. Because there's a couple restaurants that we want to try. Like, one's like a Korean place. But we don't want to bring the kids because 
their chance of liking something there is lower than some other type of establishment. And then when we do have an opportunity just to go for her and I, we, that conversation comes up. We're like, oh, we can go to the Korean place. Well, what if it's not as good? We know this other place is really good. All right, let's just go there. So huh. <laughs> it happens like rinse and repeat pretty much every time. So I don't know. It's good to th- get something new. You need know, to change it up a little bit, I think. Yeah, I like taking that chance, though, on, an, on a new place, you know, because it's still, you still get the, like, that excitement of, oh, I hope it's good, you know. Mm. And even even if it's bad, you walk away with it going, well, you know, now we know, don't come back here. Now we can try another new place next time. What about you, Josh? You guys get, kind of got uh, thrown into a, um, a community that you had no real reference to you know like all the different things available and whatnot how long did it take you guys to you are you finding new stuff to do all the time or is it is a typical small town or there's only like you know we can go to the walmart and hang out or we could go to uh the shut down quiznos and get a bite to eat in the alley or something you know what's this town has like surprisingly a lot of like restaurants and a lot of really good ones. A good mix of like the popular chain restaurants and some local stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's still places that we haven't been. I think one of the dates we went to the Indian food restaurant. And there's like a Thai place that's super delicious. And like my favorite restaurant in town is this deli. But then Louisville is up the road. And mm-hmm. we don't know a whole lot about. And it's a major city. You know, we don't know a whole lot about it. And when we went to the cooking class. Like I've been downtown a couple times for things. And. The airport is on the south side. And so as soon as we pass the airport, Tiff's like, I've never been this far. It's like, I don't know where we are. So it was a little adventure just to go downtown. Um, Yeah, there's somewhere new to go. Usually each time, but I don't know about you guys, but all of our grown-up dates usually end up at Target. <laughs> what do you mean end up at Target? <laughs> that's the main That's the main location. <laughs> I don't know why that happens. <laughs> like, Target is one of those places where, like, the kids can go to. It's a it's a neutral zone. <laughs> but I guess you can walk around and look at all the tchotchke decor items without the kids there. Look at all the uh, Eiffel Towers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of Eiffel free. Towers in Target, right? It's almost like a scavenger hunt. See how many Eiffel Towers you can find? There's a lot. I like going to Target and looking at all the builds or, like, the, the new home decor we saw on YouTube and our friends make it like three months prior that <laughs> <laughs> has now made us way into the store. Like, wait, Dresta did that. No, Benny waited did that one. Hmm. Michelle, what about you, man? I've been thinking about it as you, as you guys are talking and I don't know a lot. Well, my wife and I went on a couple of date nights. Was it last week? No, the week before because we we're in Vegas and my parents are there and they're able to watch the kids for, we went out like three nights in a row. Nice. But but it's vacation. It's a little bit different, and it was a, a little bit unique that we were able to do that that many days in a row, and it was nice. But that's not the typical representation of, of what we're able to do. We're, we get away very rarely for a date night just because we don't have a whole lot of support in terms of, of babysitting and other things. So for us, it's more about uh, I get out of work early for one day or something, and then we'll go have lunch together. Or we'll get away for maybe about three hours in the afternoon to go watch a movie because we like being at the movies when nobody else is there, um, which makes it kind of fun too. Um, Dirty and yeah, and that's just that's kind of the way it, it goes for us. We don't <laughs> go on. I'm not admitting to anything or whatever. <laughs> Why are you licking your lips? No, um, that's just the way it kind of goes for us. Every now and then, if we get like an afternoon together, sometimes we'll just, you know, drive around town. And some of our best conversations happening while in the car because we can't really be on our phones as much. We don't have the same distractions. And we've kind of made a habit of that for the last 15 years or more that we've been together. So a little bit different. We don't do a whole lot of dinners together anymore. Like I said, the scheduling is, is a little bit more difficult. But that's how we make it work. I think that's fun because when we lived in Georgia, I mean, I worked in that bunker where I didn't get to see anybody during the day. 
so to be able to hang out like with my wife during the afternoon like if i'm out doing something or if i'm at work and i just kind of want to come home really quick like that's really exciting it's a weird like context change it's like i'm supposed mm-hmm. to be working but now i get to hang out with you like you get to play hooky with your own wife which is kind of fun <laughs> i have to i do a lot of periodic trainings for work so i mean it happens maybe once every other month mm. and it's just fun having those those two hours before you know the roads get all crazy and everybody else is out of work to have a nice lunch together or maybe run a couple of errands together and just spend that time um and you know temporarily forget that we have you know two other responsibilities that are waiting for us to pick them up yeah one thing when we were in georgia we found i don't remember how i think tiff probably set it up but we had a regular babysitter we found some girl i don't remember how she was really nice and i think it was every two weeks because like in our budget we have set aside like date night money and if we don't go on a date it just rolls over and so we just have a fund that's specifically set aside for us to go do something and at that time it was every two weeks like that girl was coming over at 6 30 or whatever and we were coming back around 9 30 or 10 and it was a thing that we just did. It was a regular part of our routine. It was awesome. And she like went to college or some crap, which you couldn't do it anymore. But like, <laughs> it was amazing. Stupid higher education. Right. You have a job. Pays nine fifty an hour. And you can be on your phone all you want. Don't you want to be like Mary Poppins? But we moved into this house. Um, so we I like met the neighbor next door, and the very first thing he said. After I told him how old our kids were, he's like, oh, man, he's like, my daughter is like a junior in high school. He's like, you got a babysitter anytime you want. And I almost hugged this like perfect stranger. And so it's it's been really nice being able to have the availability because like our family's not here. We have a lot of friends in this area that, you know, people that we trust that can watch our kids whenever we need them to. You can't take it for granted being able to go out and hang out with your with your lady. I'm supremely jealous. I don't trust any of our neighborhood kids. Well, yeah, don't. Yeah, you got to look outside your neighborhood. <laughs> I don't. I honestly, I don't remember how we found that girl. It might have been through Facebook Marketplace. So she could have been <laughs> like, I don't know. She could have been a dance mom or something in the future. I have no idea. But whatever. She showed up. She seemed legit. Asked her how to do the Heimlich maneuver in CPR. She muddled through it. I taught her how to do it. And I ran out the door. <laughs> Do you guys have a go-to? Like if it was date night tonight? Like you have an idea of what you would want to go do? No. It's always problematic. Cheap sushi place. That's usually the Yeah. Yeah, that's usually our go. We have a we have a cheap now when I say sushi buffet. Don't think of what you're thinking about. We have this. There's a place that opened up around the corner from us, and they have like sushi buffet, but it, everything's like made with high turnover. So it's not literally sitting in a metal can all day. It's on a nice glass plate on ice. It's there maybe 10, 15 minutes before it's completely taken. They make a new roll. So it's it's not super. High-end sushi, but it's not—it's not the worst, and it's—it's it's good for when you don't have a lot of money, but you still want sushi. Mm-hmm. Sushi ain't cheap. No, you'd cry if I told you how much money I spent on sushi when I was younger. It was ridiculous. We have a uh, taco place that it's a couple—it's a small chain in the area, and uh, they have really good steak tacos. Or soft tacos. There's not a lot of stuff on them, but it's just like the perfect combination. And we've tried other Mexican restaurants or other places that have similar like street style tacos, like smaller size. You get like three of them on the plate, I think. They don't even compare. Like it's not even fair to the other restaurants that we have hmm. this like hidden metric basically for those. So that's our, it's a little expensive. Um, so we can't do that all the time, but that's our. One of our go-to places, uh, Bonefish Grill used to be another one that we would go to a lot. Um, pretty reliable. Um, but we, we tend to, yeah, we got one of those. We got one of those, and and it's good, but it, it, it's 
It's a little pricey. It is a little pricey, yeah. Um, and a lot of those restaurants of that kind of category, even the the pricier ones, I just and I'm, I'm less impressed with them with than I used to be because I realize that how much how little effort their cooking takes uh, for yep. a lot of those. They're like par boiled, par cooked, like things that are mostly cooked somewhere else, and then like flash frozen or put it in a fridge and hey, we're gonna microwave it, you know. Yep. The rest of the way, it's fresh. Here you go. We, our chefs are experts. You're like, yeah, are are they? Are they? They are. They are expert at the Cuisinart 400 watt model 75. <laughs> but to be fair, I mean, a lot of the you know fancy schmancy cruise ships that they have a similar. That's the only way they can serve that many people. So people go have these nice dinners in a cruise line, and it's similar food to that. It's mostly cooked somewhere else. They just finish it off and put on a, a fancy plate. But So we're trying to branch out a little bit and find the places that it's a little more cooked, especially for you, completely from start to finish. Like Even like steakhouses, we... We've kind of gone through the gamut of them around here, and we've pretty much realized that they can't really hold a candle to ones that, that we just cook here at the, on the grill. Yep. And it's like dropping $60 on, you know, a nice steak dinner, which is like the tuxedo of meat, as Jim McGaffigan <laughs> says. Um, I'd just rather cook it here. Um, yeah, there's like one steak place that I, that like I will go to get a steak. Out of anywhere in the world. Everywhere else just, it's like, just, meh. Like, I remember we were in London one time, and I went to Gordon Ramsay's Steakhouse, expecting to be, like, wowed at the Gordon Ramsay. And it was, it was like, this is just a regular old floppy piece of meat. This is not good. I was like, I'm going to go home and cook a steak the way that I know how to cook a steak. And, yeah, steak at restaurants is usually disappointing. Yeah. And we have, like, the pretty reliable restaurant. Like, I took you to that one, the barbecue one. Yeah, that place uh, is a thing. Pit. I mean, with you know, fried chicken and barbecue and ribs and brisket, whatever. But that's kind of, we don't really overuse it. But whenever we have friends or other family that come into town that aren't from this area, we take them there. So we go there a little more often than, it's not as a, not much of a novelty for us, even though it's reliably fantastic. And I probably like it more than the rest of my family, <laughs> just because I am... I tend to like those kinds of foods more than they do, but yeah, sometimes the date night, it's better to do part of it at home, I guess, as far as eating goes. We try to stick to local places. Yeah. This is, I mean, I'm just kind of burnt out. It's the same deal. Like I want to go somewhere that people actually care about what they're doing. Um, and like, just getting harder to do. Yeah. Well, here there's a nice blend. Like there's a deli in town. And they have like a specials board, and I don't think I've ever gotten anything that was not on that daily specials board because they're just uniquely awesome. And it's someplace that I've always went. So on one of these date nights, I was like, I want to introduce you to this place that I think is great. And if you don't reciprocate that level of greatness, I'm going to be sad. So just know that going into this. And she went in and she was blown away just as I was. And I was like, okay, great. We can continue to be married. <laughs> <laughs> or I can I can let you into the weird little things that I find in hopes that you like them as much as I do. And so those seem to be like our date nights. Because she's, I mean, she's here homeschooling, you know, and we've got the two smaller kids. So she's with the kids all the time. And every Monday or so, she and Bob's wife and some other friends of theirs get together at this nice coffee shop downtown to have like a mommy kind of Monday. So she has time where she gets to go with them, but it's usually at the same place. So of the like adventurous, like you asked, is are there still places to discover? Like I usually discover those places. And vet them, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm come back. I'm like, you got to try this place. It's super awesome. But I would highly recommend, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how expensive they are in your areas, but like the cooking class thing was yeah, super me, fun. Me and Trey did that once, but I don't think we were allowed to drink while we were doing it. I've done, see, cooking classes for me were just a, a strategic move. Because earlier on in our marriage, Tiffany sucked at cooking. 
Like, if she came down, I would tell her I loved her and go, baby, you sucked at cooking for a majority of your adult life. And when we were in Belgium, I was like, look, I'm going to get her a cooking class because, A, it'll be fun and girls are into this kind of thing. And she'll learn how to make something that chances are I'll enjoy. And this will benefit me in the long run. So it's it's a, you know, you're speaking out of both sides of your of your face here kind of gift. <laughs> but usually it ends up working out to your benefit. You guys ready to transition into geeking out? Well, I'm geeking out on our survey results. We uh, tallied them up and got a lot of cool responses. Uh, thanks to everybody who participated in, in filling those out. Definitely appreciate it. It had a nice kind of... Uh, Look at to at, at like the thought process for you guys, like how you discovered us, how you listen to us, what your favorite guests were, who you'd like to see on the show. We had a lot of cool responses. We threw some fun questions in there as well. Um, on the scale of one to Nebraska, one person said, "What's Nebraska?" So that's that's good. We, we did good there. <laughs> um, one person said tacos. Which is a high caliber, I think. What you gotta give some context to this question. We just one asked how we're doing on one. How, no, how on a are scale we doing? from one to Nebraska, how are we doing? And it was open ended; they could type anything they wanted. Some people said, uh, "One person said, I'm not American. Is Nebraska good or bad?'" You're 11 on Spinal Tap amp. I guess that's good. I never watched that movie. Because <laughs> they turned it up to 11. A lot of people liked when we had Brian Gordon on the show. One guy just says the duck guy, so I guess that's who he's talking about. Um, it's a nice kind of mix of questions and stuff. So we had some uh, giveaways for people. It was a random uh, three prizes uh, for three people. Uh, Joshua one one seven seven won a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. Uh, Mister Bauer. Uh, won a $20 gift card for Fandango to go watch some movies. And Very cool. an email, which is makinggeeks at Jeeves something. I'm not going to say the whole thing on the air, but you know your email address. I'll send you the uh, confirmation you won a custom water bottle. So thanks to all the people who participated. We appreciate it. And what am I personally geeking out about? I've been kind of turning back the clock and watching a lot of old uh, informational videos that were produced like during the 40s, 50s, and 60s on YouTube that have to do with like home economics and uh, uh, other random things. And it's kind of interesting to see like the U.S. Department of Agriculture produce videos on proper uh, kitchen layouts for the housewife. Hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, they're quite a blast <laughs> from the past and see like how what they thought was revolutionary at the time, things that kind of held on from there that are still in use, things that I'd never seen before. They had some interesting appliances and other kind of approaches at solving problems that I never even thought about. Uh, one of the things, just to call out one, they had a, a range, to, like cooking top, that was part of, you know, had the oven in the bottom and four burner electric range, electric, which was the new thing apparently at the time. Um, in the back left corner, one of the coils was on a spring, and they could push that down into the range and put like a giant pot into that cavity. So the pot, the top of the pot would sit level with the rest of the heating elements on the top of the stove. Huh. Huh. And so show them having like potatoes and other things in there. Like and a it, it, pot. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Good I never, idea. never saw that. And some other interesting things. So uh, we can put a couple of those in the show notes if you guys like. Um, but well, what, kind of, what kind of prompted you to start looking those up? Well, when we were at Maker Faire, Maker Faire. <laughs> <laughs> the Airbnb that we were at, um, we were we stayed at the Airbnb with Dan Daniel from Switch and Lever the YouTube channel. And he had like a strange love for these types of videos. So we kind of went down this rabbit hole. That's how and we found out about irradiated bacon. <laughs> there was one was like, hey, buddy, you want some radiated bacon? And they had like the little cartoon characters, kind of like in the uh, Jurassic Park when they start talking to Mr. DNA, like running around and stuff. It was a similar kind of approach. And it was just it was just funny to hear 
that sort of uh, style of instructional oh. video. <laughs> Don't forget to eat your radiated bacon, Johnny. That's how you survive the war. <laughs> and they, all their little catchphrases they use and stuff. I actually want to use, I want to take some notes on a bunch of those videos and kind of pull out the, the funny phrasings and the interesting, you know, gee whiz kind of stuff and put it in a review video for like my laser engraver. That's my project i want to put it on like oh look at these friendly photons doing their work you know and have like a little eight crappy animation of photons hitting something i don't know i could just imagine it would be hilarious and it, and it to has me. to be in black and white and it has to have that film dirty film shutter effect absolutely so that's what i'm geeking out about random stuff that's random i'm geeking out about I've been going through my since since i have no more cable i've been going through my computer to find stuff to watch and i stumbled across the sci-fi channels dune miniseries is, is so i have i think three hours of dune and three hours of children of dune so you have to watch some good old sci-fi my dad and my uncle used to watch there's a movie of dune non-stop i don't know what it was but i think they they wore out that vhs that they used to watch <laughs> I never saw the I never saw the newer series though. Um, I knew that a lot of people a lot of people liked Professor him. Professor X is one of the children of Dune. I didn't Michael, know that. Um, what, what's his name? Rosenbaum? No, no. What? That's Lex Luthor. Yes. Um, oh, from the newer ones. Yeah. Uh, James, James McAvoy. Yeah, I'm sorry, James McAvoy. Yeah, he's he's one of the kids, and. Hmm. Yeah, I remember watching them when they were on TV, not really knowing what Dune was, just going, oh, cool, you know. But, yeah, they were they were fun to watch. I know they've been trying to reboot the movie for, for quite a while. I don't know if they're any closer right now. They've yeah. talked about it for a while, though. So they are. I did. I follow a guy on Twitter. This is my last geeking out. Um, there seems to be movement about a sequel or reboot for The Last Starfighter. Which which That's which I'm hoping for sequel because stop rebooting things. Um, I, I want to see old grizzled Alex come out with a uh, Centauri in the background, you know. But either either way, that was that was just one of those that was one of those movies from my childhood that just watch every summer, you know. It's great. I don't know if I'm really geeking out about anything. I finished watching Luke Cage. Thought it was okay. Um, I think we talked about it the last time we talked a little bit, and I finished watching um, Glow. I don't think anybody's a fan of that okay. show. Um, I, you know, I just thought it was a lot of fun, and Mark, I'm a huge fan of Mark Maron, and I thought a the season was even better, or he played an even better part this season. I just had a lot of fun with it. What what uh role does he play? I'm not familiar with the actor name. Is he the showrunner? In the show, yeah, Mark Mark Marin is the main director okay. of the the wrestling gotcha. show. Yeah, he's a stand up comedian. Oh. He's an angry stand up comedian. <laughs> his his his, his stand up is not much different than his dialogue in the actual show, except they made him a little bit more um, more candid and I guess likable this time instead of as as a, as Henri. Um, but yeah, I, I I recommend his stand up too. He's pretty good. Josh, how about you? I've been geeking out about a collaboration that I'm doing with Daryl from The Broken Nerd. Uh, I, I, I talked about it on here where I modeled and 3D printed this kind of helmet that I've been having in my head. And I showed it to him. He's like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, I don't know how in the world he does what he does so easily. And we got talking and um, I was asking for some help. And he's like, well, why don't we just kind of make a helmet together and we can make a video. And so I think he's going to make the video kind of and I will see how to make the helmet in the video. But he's making a Centurion's helmet, so he's going to make... Um, what's his name? Max. Sam Rockwell. Oh. Not Max Rockwell. Jake Rockwell. Not Sam Rockwell. He's an actor. Jake <laughs> Rockwell's helmet from the Centurions using the bust of me that you scanned at Maker Faire, Mark. Oh, nice. So he was like, what are your head dimensions? I was like, well, as a matter of fact, I just happen to have <laughs> me. So he's modeling it off of the scan and hmm. I think it's going to be on the make channel. Cause he, he has a regular content that he puts out for make. And I think this may be one of them, but I'm pretty stoked about it. He sent me some kind of early uh, renderings, but it looks really fun. 
So I'm going to have a Centurion's helmet, which hopefully will be motivation enough to try to make the rest of the pieces. He's done some really cool stuff lately. I really like that, that Nova helmet that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that came seemed out like he's, really he, nice. It seems like he's going out of his way to do helmets that that may not be in like the you know the spotlight at the moment, but you know they're they're still yeah. known. He likes to work with concept art or ones that yeah are not as super popular. I think it may be more of a challenge because there's not as many reference photos. And so he was like, "Do you have any reference photos?" I was like, "I've got some crappy '80s cartoons and I've got some tiny pictures of toy helmets." It's like cool. <laughs> So what he's made up so far looks pretty neat. So I'm excited about that. Well, we would love to hear from all of you. Go ahead and check out the Making Geeks website and go to the contact page. You could leave us any questions or suggestions you have for the show. And right there on the homepage of the site, you could listen to all of our past episodes. And go ahead and take a minute and look back through those old episodes and take a look at all the guests we've had on the show as well right there on makinggeeks.com. And you can find us across all the social medias on Instagram at Making Geeks Podcast, on Twitter and Facebook on, at Making Geeks. And we'd like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash making geeks for helping to show their support in a financial way. It's definitely not required, it's not necessary, but we definitely appreciate their help. It helps fund things like the giveaways that we had with our surveys and trips and stickers and all the things that kind of add the frosting to the cake of making geeks podcast. And I'd like to give a special shout out to our top patron, Mr. Seth Williams. And I'll shout out the other guys as well. Uh, We don't really highlight them enough, but Chad from Mancrafting, Thank you, sir. Maker on the move broken antler workshop, Mr. Tony Rouleau, Rob Clark, AJ Huff, Michael Rodriguez, excuse me, sir, a.k.a. the Home Gamer Engineer, and Live Free and DIY. Thank you all you guys for your support. It's it's amazing. So head over to patreon.com slash makinggeeks to join the squad. You guys kick ass. Thank you. It's very flattering to know that people like what we're doing so much to kind of financially pitch in and be a part of it. And it's, yeah, we really appreciate it. And if you want to find anything more about the rest of us individually, you can find Wes's work at geeksmithing.com, find Sean at geekbuilders.net, find Mark at asylum-3d.com, and you can find me at thepiworkshop.com. I'd like to thank everybody for hanging out with us this week. Uh, Again, go out, schedule some time for you and your lady or you and your fella specifically. Go hunt the penny saver for a random babysitter. And go out, go see a movie, go to cooking class, go to dinner, go egg an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend's house, whatever. (laughs) Go enjoy yourselves. But in the meantime, while you're driving to those places, listen to all the previous episodes of Making Geeks Podcast, and we hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you, guys. Later, everybody. Have a good week. That's, That's too much. Don't you want to be like Mary Poppins?